Hey everyone, welcome to the Seabroad Community Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm hosting this episode once again, where we're talking about stewardship or generosity is another word for stewardship from a biblical perspective. And with me is my friend, Colleen Earl. Colleen, hello. Hi, Jason. I'm excited to be here. This is so exciting to have the opportunity to record a little bit about your personal experience with generosity, what it's all about. Uh, You're one of the most generous individuals that I know, not just with the stuff that you have, but your time and things of that nature. And we'll get into it. I know you pretty well, but some of our listeners might not know you very well. So how about this question to start? Spring is just around the corner. What's one of your favorite things to do when the weather starts to change from blizzard to, um, I'll call it freedom or greenery or flowers? I can't believe you asked this question of, I don't think you know this about me. So it's really interesting. You picked that question for me because um, I love being in the grass or the dirt, uh, especially in my bare feet. I heard one time that, or I read that um, you collect ions from the ground that helps you with your mental health and emotional well-being and uh, my neighbor says that I steal all the ions from the area by walking barefoot um, even in his his backyard or his lawn so I, I love being I love to take my shoes and socks off and I, I love it when the snow's gone and I can be in the grass in the garden in my bare feet. Well, fancy that. that. And I, I, I did kind of have an idea that you might say that because somebody told me uh, that little secret about you, that you like to oh. be barefoot as often as possible when <laughs> the weather changes. So uh, oh, I have a couple of, knew. yeah, I, I've got a couple of people in my household that uh, are similar. My son Declan told me the other day when I asked him to put socks on when he was in the house, he said, dad, socks are like prisons for my toes. Yes. Yes, for and sure. I was like, That's fine, but it's minus 28 outside, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't want your toes to fall off. That's my goal here. Um that's awesome. I I can't wait to have barefoot weather. I do dare you over this next pre-spring season to stand or walk around barefoot in the snow and and record yourself doing it. I think it'll be a lot of fun for people to see. Nope. No problem. I love a good dare. (laughs) Perfect. Love that. Awesome. Well, Colleen, tell us something else about who you are. Maybe where you're at in life. um, Who's Colleen? Who's connected with Colleen? Just a little bit of information for some of our people, as I mentioned earlier, who might not just know you to, they might know your face, but they might not know your story. What would you say to somebody like that that might be listening? I think um, an important piece of my life and my history before today is that um, I was in a, um, a marriage. It was always difficult and it was troubling. So I have two children. Jacob is 23 and Emily is 21. Um, I homeschooled the kids from uh, the time they were in grade four and five until, um, the, until the end of high school, uh, in that time of homeschooling, I left 
the abusive relationship and um, found myself in a really difficult financial situation and was uh, completely supporting myself and my two kids uh, working three or four jobs and um, taking handouts and offers to help from any, anybody who came around. Um, and we ate at loaves and fishes probably three or four times a week. And I was really grateful to have had that uh, really warm, welcoming, accepting environment to go to. And uh, that was humbling. Um, and anyway, we, we, we kind of bounced back a little bit and, and did really well. And there's a great story about how that happened and what Jesus did for us in that situation. Uh, so now I, I still work three jobs. And um, a lot of people know me because I attend home births with um, the Midwifery Center here in town but I also am a pediatric nurse and I've been a pediatric nurse for 27 years. So I've always worked with kids, um, love being around babies and small children. And, um, and uh, yeah, so I work a lot and my kids are growing up, so I don't have to do too much with them anymore. Uh, but there's always, <laughs> there's always something with them too. And, uh, and of course I, I, like to serve at the church and um, I found COVID difficult in that because there's not as many activities and things happening but um, uh, but I love to be serving at the church. That's great thank you for, very much for sharing that and uh, you know just before we go any further I, I'm sorry that you had to go through uh, those challenging relational breakdowns that's that can be very discouraging, disheartening, frustrating, you name it from an emotional perspective. And, but um, I'm really excited because as we dig into this piece of your story, which is about generosity, I think it's important for our, our listeners to hear how from this quote unquote low spot of life, um, you flourished and you have grown because of what Jesus is doing in your life. Um, yeah. And that's important. I think the other th important thing for our listeners to, to know, because some of them might not know what loaves and fishes was or is, can you kind of just give a, an overview for some of them? The kids and I volunteered with the youth group in the church. We started in 2009 and loaves and fishes at that time was collecting a dollar from people who would come in who needed a hot meal and you sit in loaves and fishes fishes like you would a restaurant um, and a really good wholesome nutritious warm meal was served at dinner time they were open from four to six so the kids and I were volunteering for many years well um, from 2009 to 2014 when um, we left their dad um, we, we were just volunteering, but then in 2014, 15, we were also eating there a few nights a week. Here you're serving in this organization that's caring for people and providing for them a basic human need. And I'll even go as far as saying right to eat. And right. you're, you're doing that. And all of a sudden you're not only volunteering and serving there, you're now a benefactor of that mission and of that ministry. Um, but from that 
place, that challenging environment, Jesus starts to grow something in you. So I want you to talk to us a little bit about what some of the principles or practices for giving that you've weaved into your life. So when I was married um, and wasn't able to to give to the church. Um, but I knew tithing was important. I knew that tithing was biblical. Um, I, I, I couldn't do anything about that. So as soon as I left that control, um, the first thing I did with no money at all was to look at my budget that I had been, I had been practicing budgeting for many years before that but I looked at my budget and it was a little list on paydays and I started putting church at the top of the list so I had you know rent hydro groceries the the cell phone those things on a list but I put church at the top and that meant that on payday before I looked at the hydro bill or how much money I had to pay for rent and groceries and that sort of thing. The first thing I was going to do is give my 10%. I was going to tithe. So um, I I would say things changed really quickly in, in a good way as soon as I started doing that. So that was the the first thing that I uh, started practicing was making church number one giving giving that tithe uh, was number one. And I think that if you were to have your paycheck and pay your hydro bill and your mortgage or your rent and put some money aside for gas and groceries and do those sorts of things, if you were to do that and then look at what was left and say, well, okay, well, I'll give, you know, I've got, I've got, two percent here or I've got three hundred dollars whatever you know whatever the the number is I'll give that to the church I'll give that as my offering um I don't think that there's any room for a blessing in that I think that um the blessing comes from like the fullness of God's blessing comes from that piece of faith that's required to give first um you know, we're, we're asked to give our first fruits and that really, that's the first fruit. That's the, that's the first bit of, um, of all of what Jesus gave us that week or in that pay period. So I think the fullness of God's blessing just comes from giving the tithe first, take that right off the top. That's not yours. That's, that belongs to God. And um, you got to give that back first. So I love that practice and that discipline of budgeting, figuring out where your money's going, stuff like that. But also the practice that you just articulated of giving first uh, back to God, back to Jesus uh, from this principle and mindset that whatever he's put in your hand first came from him. Um, right. You know, it's, it's not ours anyway. And I, I love that mentality, uh, not not all of us have that and not all of us have learned that. The other quick thing that I want to just update our listeners on, you've used the word tithe a little bit. Some of them might be familiar with that word. Some may not. Tithe is this biblical concept of, as Colleen has already said, giving of your first fruits. And there was a number that 
was quantified with that early on in the first portion of the Bible, meaning a reference towards about 10%. Then when you get to Jesus, he kind of, he kind of takes that tithe and blows it up and says, look, it's like whatever you have. But setting aside that first fruits, it's a starting point. Which brings me to my next question here, Colleen, because I know you have some stories here. Uh, can you share like one or two of them with us about how God has provided for you personally and maybe even your family as you have prioritized giving, giving your first fruits? How has God filled in the gaps? Something happens every day. Jesus does something for me every day that um, I was not expecting financially um, or, or in some way helps me get through financially or in some way helps me give to others. Six years ago, maybe seven years ago, the kids and I were already on our own and um, I had $21 and some odd cents in my bank account and um, I needed to get gas or buy something, groceries, I'm not sure, um, but I, I, I only had $21. I knew that. So I went to the bank and um, withdrew the, ten, the $20, but my balance showed 4000 and something. And I, thought, I immediately just thought, oh, um, someone has deposited a check and they put it in my bank account by accident. Um, this is not my money. So I got in the car, I opened my bank app, and I looked on my phone, and it showed that the company that I work for was paying out um, un unused vacation time, which I had never gotten before. And I have only taken one sick day, and that was in March of 1995. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. And um, and I hadn't taken any vacation time. I couldn't afford to take vacation time. I, I only get paid if I work. So, um, but the company started paying out any time that I hadn't used vacation time for, or hadn't taken a break for. Of course, I was a single mom. I was not taking a break ever. Uh, anyway, that $4,000 was mine. I couldn't believe it. So um, the first thing I did was I tithed 10% of that to the church. Like, and I was so excited to give it. I like, that's $400. And um, that's, that's, that felt like a really nice gift for me to be able to give my church. And I knew that um, the church would do something really great with it. You can't make sense of that. And let, like that had never happened before. I had never gotten that kind of payout before. Um, I was not expecting it. I just woke up one day and there it was. I was not looking for it or, or planning to spend it already. It, it truly was a gift. So I had that extra. That was extra for me. And that made a big difference for the kids and I um, for the next few months. You know, I didn't have to um, think about think so uh, desperately about groceries. I look at my budget and I, I add up all the expense. I mean, this happens even, you know, two weeks ago. I look at my budget. I'm very good at math. I add everything up and I say, okay, my, the, the out, the money going out this week is let's say $1,200 and I'm getting paid 2,200 for just for the sake of making easy numbers. Um, 
And so I, I think I have a thousand dollars left to do this or do that with. And at the end of the week or two, for some reason, I have 1500 extra. Like it doesn't make sense on a calculator. It doesn't make sense if I went over all of this with um, an accountant or a bookkeeper. They, they could not make sense of this. But I pay the bills that are outlined in my budget. And I know that I'm going to have such and such amount of dollars left over. And I always have more. It's inexplicable. It's just a miracle. So Jesus does this for me all the time. I love that. It's like provision from unexpected sources, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like somebody from HR from your company called you and gave you a heads up. Hey, just so you know, retroactively, uh, we are going to pay out this holiday pay over the last five years that you haven't taken or whatever the time frame was. It just showed up. And I think it's interesting also that it showed up right when you needed it, not before. Some people are going to wrestle with that because that hasn't been their experience. That hasn't been their experience yet with generosity or giving. And maybe they've been in, uh, you know, just a struggle financially for a long, long time, like decades even. Um, Mm -hmm. We live in this what's in it for me culture. So let me ask you this. What are the benefits of giving that you've experienced personally? The first benefit is that you're right with God. That this is um, this is a biblical and an expectation. Um, God God gives us a hundred percent. He gives He gives me my health so that I can work. He gives me a cozy home and uh, a car to drive to work and um, and a paycheck and it's, it's, he gives me a hundred percent of all of that. I have good health so that I can work every day. I'm so grateful for that. I'm not sure if everyone would have that kind of joy, um, from having extra and, and from, uh, the financial blessings that Jesus gives, but I know that there is joy in tithing. And I know that that's something that, um, we're asked to do and uh jesus is gonna he's gonna honor that with you so i love that (laughs) Uh, you know i love that uh you talked about you know joy there's joy in giving right and you get to partner with what jesus wants to do in somebody's life like that how cool is that that you get to play a small part a small role you offer whatever's in your hand and then he does something amazing i think for me personally what i have learned is there's a freedom that comes from from being generous and it's completely countercultural because our culture says if we give away what we have then you won't have anything that is not true that is not biblical instead yeah. what what i experience is when i give something away I find I'm, I'm experiencing freedom in a tremendous level. Like there's no emotional weight or anxiety that's tied to my stuff. It's, it's yeah. put in its proper place, right? Yeah. Under, under the, 
leadership of Jesus. That's where it's put under. So there's nothing that's greater than him in my world, not my desire to earn more money or anything like that. It's not a bad thing to get paid well for the job that you do. Right. That is not a bad thing. Where we misstep is when we, when we believe the lie that everything that we have, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, everybody with my fingers <laughs> in the air right now, that everything we have is ours. We don't possess anything. The moment yeah. we give our lives to Christ, we give up everything. And there's so much freedom that is experienced when you live with what I like to call the open-handed mindset, Yeah. right? That whole reality. And it opens up numerous, numerous, um, not only personal benefits, but just ways, gifts where you can see God working in the, in the lives of other people who don't even know him because this is not the way the world gives. Our world gives something to you with the expectation that they're going to receive something back. You know, when you get to give, it's just like now you get to see how God's going to multiply. That's right. the cool thing. Yeah. That's so awesome. Hey, yeah. where, where could somebody start? Maybe, maybe they're feeling a little bit anxious or beating themselves up a little going like, oh, darn, like. Uh, I haven't, I haven't given to Jesus consistently for a very long time, or I've never even heard about that. And maybe they're feeling a little bit of shame or guilt along the way. Um, where would you encourage somebody like that? Like, how could they just start the process of, of learning to give or experimenting with generosity? First, I'm going to tell you to hang on tight because once you start making that a habit every paycheck 10% is going to your church hold on because Jesus is going to be blessing you and um there he he will he will love to know that your faith has um reached you t- out to that point where you can um, give it without any other expectation, but he, he's, he's going to love that. And he's going to do really great things in your life with that. So you might find you get a little bit extra, or maybe you get a raise or, you know, you get a vacation payout, or maybe the numbers just aren't adding up anymore. And you find that you have a little bit more left in the bank account at the end of the week than you thought, or that you budgeted for. I'm not sure, but there will be ways that Jesus is going to, um, bless you in your faith, in your giving. And one of the things that um, I still practice even now is uh, that that age old saying, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Thinking about the right hand is always right. And so sometimes I, I see something or I know about someone and I have this sudden thought, oh, I should give them a hundred bucks or I should do some groceries for them and leave it. And I think to myself, "Mm, is that like, is that too much money? Should I do that? Maybe they won't, maybe they won't respond well or take well to me giving them grocery groceries. Maybe that they'll be embarrassed about that. So that's the left-hand thinking. So I, I catch myself with that and I say, wait a minute. 
Jesus's love. And if I want to have a heart like Jesus, I have to follow what the right hand just thought. That's, that's Jesus putting that thought into me. Give the hundred bucks, drive the groceries over to their front porch, you know, whatever, whatever notion you have to show some act of love to someone, just do it. Don't even think about it anymore. That that's the best advice I can give as far as generosity is just um, don't let that left hand know what the right hand is doing. Let that right hand be the lead. That right hand is Jesus. And someone, a, a good friend of mine told me, a few years ago, oh, you, I was telling her about the blessings and she said, you can't outgive God. You can't outgive him. And I thought, yeah, that's so great. I love what you just shared about, um, you know, this right hand, left hand concept. Like, you know, our generosity doesn't always need to be publicized for people to see. Right. right. That doesn't become generosity. When right. we're doing it to be seen, it becomes manipulation. It's publicity. And, and right. that's not generosity. So, yeah, be adventurous, everyone. Listen in those moments as you're maybe reprioritizing or rethinking. You're giving patterns, habits, challenges that have been laid out to, to tithe, uh, to try to outgive God, whatever's resonating with you. Um, that's Jesus inviting you into something life more full and life on the adventure side that will bring more freedom, joy, hope, peace, and life than you ever thought were possible. Um, and we're just two people sharing our bits and pieces of our own experience. We're not the only ones that have learned that generosity is really an invitation of freedom and wholeness in so many ways. Yeah. So thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Colleen, I appreciate you sharing openly and honestly your stories, your adventures, and how you've grown to be generous. Thanks, Jason. If you've liked this episode, make sure that you like it. And this is something that you could share publicly and have other people start to ask questions or maybe even put into practice this concept of stewardship, which is a big fancy word for learning to be generous. All right, everyone, we love you. We think you're brilliant. Have a great rest of your week, your day, your month ahead. Whenever you are listening to this, we are so glad and thankful that you tuned in. God bless.